This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your In Good Company, an investing podcast striving to disrupt the norms in the finance industry. I'm Maddie and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie. Hello Maddie, how are we? (laughs) We're good, how are you? We're good. To start off, I've got another joke for you. Amazing. Why did the financial analyst give his daughter gifts today instead of waiting until Christmas? Why? Because he understands present value. (laughs) I actually don't mind that. Is that really lame? I feel ashamed to like that joke. (laughs) For anyone that doesn't know the finance lingo of like present value, it's just a jargon term that's used. (laughs) (laughs) That's all? You don't want to try and explain it? You just bringing oh my god! That's I don't right. Want Let's to. move on. Move on. In the interest of time, well, a big welcome to today's podcast, and I wanted to do a special shout out as well, Soph, because when we were planning this season, at the end of season one, we sort of took a bit of time and we had a look at some of our stats and things like that. And one of the stats we had to look at was where our audience was based, and I got. So excited because we were getting streams in Costa Rica and I messaged our like little WhatsApp group with the equity mates guys. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I can't believe it. People in Costa Rica are tuning into the podcast (laughs) and little me so excited. Bryce comes in and goes, nah, it'll just be bots. And I was so (laughs) upset. So... I would like to say a special welcome to our Costa Rican listeners. Please, if you're listening, jump in the Facebook group, YIGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group, and get in touch because I would love to prove Bryce wrong on this one. (laughs) Do you reckon the bots will get onto Facebook and be like, hi, Maddie? I don't mind. As long as someone comes and I can try and prove Bryce wrong, then I'll be a happy person. (laughs) So we have a pretty cool episode today because we're going to speak about one of the biggest buzzwords out there in the investing space, which is compound interest. And for good reason. It's a buzzword for very good reason. You can turn your 5K into $1.5 million, which just sounds like unachievable, but it's not. For a second then I thought, sorry, this just goes to show how Victorian I am right now. When you said 5K, I thought you were talking about our 5K radius, (laughs) that we're not allowed to leave 5Ks from our home. I actually heard today it went to 15 and I was like, sweet. (laughs) I'm going to drive to, I don't know where, but I'm going to drive to the 15K mark. (laughs) What else have we got today, Mads? So today we are also going to be adding to our watch list. And I have to say, I feel like the stakes are a little bit heightened on this one since we did our watch list check-in and I know that we're actually going to be going back and seeing how it went. (laughs) I know I'm nervous about what to put on. I'm like, it's got to be a good one. (laughs) 
But before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respect to the elders past and present and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. So so before we get into today's episode, we are very excited to have a new segment on the show called Show Me the Money Honey, where we take a sneak peek into a community member's portfolio, finding out how much they earn, how much they're investing each month and what they're actually investing in, in order to build their wealth. So let's cross over to our YIGC community member. Show me the money, honey. Hey guys, my name's Maraid. I'm 25 years old and I'm a research assistant currently working in cancer clinical trials. I'm earning just over $2,100 a fortnight and I set aside 180 to invest, although sometimes I wait until I've got a larger amount to negate brokerage fees. Currently, my investment portfolio is mainly comprised of ETFs. Specifically, I hold an ASX 300, NASDAQ 100, and S&P 500 ETF, though I would like to get into some more thematic ETFs in the future. I've also recently bought my first lot of individual shares in Adore Beauty, as I really believe in the company, and I also love being able to justify my purchases by claiming I'm putting money back into my own pocket. Today, the total value of my portfolio is just over $5,000 since I started investing a little bit over 12 months ago. To date, I've made a total profit of a little bit over $500, which I'm pretty pleased with considering my portfolio is still very modest. So let's jump into today's topic, compound interest. We're very excited. It's time for a closer look. Okay, so just started off, we think there's kind of two main concepts that like everyone should really know about compound interest or just interest in general, and that's differentiating simple interest and compound interest. Yeah. So I think we should do a round of like lightning questions to get to know both topics, and like I'll just volunteer myself because I'm a great person to take the simple one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no worries. Okay. In that case, <laughs> you have to define simple interest in 30 seconds. Go. Okay, so simple interest is earning interest on a principal amount. And when I say principal amount, it's like the initial amount that you put, like the initial cash amount that you put into something. So if you put $1,000 into your bank account and you make a little bit of interest on that, your principal is the $1,000 you put in. Okay. So simple interest is just the interest that you earn on your initial investment. So what's an example? A really good example of simple interest is bonds. And we've spoke about bonds in one of those episodes, one of our episodes. So go have a listen. But if you put your money into a bond, so you're lending money to, you know, a corporate or a government um, and it matures in one year. And so let's say you put $5,000, you're lending $5,000 and they say that you've got a 5% interest amount at the end of the first year or at the end of the year. That means at the end of the year, when the bond matures, I'm getting $250. So 5% interest on 5,000. And that's just simple interest. There's no compounding effect. It's just 5% times 5,000. Done. Okay, nice. So for how good simple interest is, what would you (laughs) rate it out of 10? (laughs) Okay, rating out of 10 on interest. Nice. Um, (laughs) I would still probably give it a pretty good rating, like a six or a seven, like you're still making money. It's just probably not as good as its little sister friend. Which the compound is. Lady. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us nicely to compound interest then. So in 30 seconds or less, define compound interest. Compound interest is earning interest on interest. So I like to think of it as, I was about to say, sorry, I like to think of it as compounding. (laughs) I like to think of it as if I put my fork in a bowl of spaghetti and I start turning it, I'm going to get more and more spaghetti on my fork each time that it goes around. 
Similar yeah. analogy to like if you have a snowball and you roll it down the hill and you know in cartoons it like rolls and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then you have this giant And everyone snowball. gets caught in it and exactly. like, yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah, you so, love it. So <laughs> compound interest is interest on interest on interest on interest. And that is why when we start investing, we say that it's so great if you can start when you're young and hold for the long term because your interest has all that time to compound. So can you give me an example of compound interest with some, maybe some figures. Yes. So let's say I invest in shares that pay a dividend. So hypothetically, I put $5,000 into a stock with a company that let's say pays 2% dividend each year. So in year one, I make 2% on the Mm $5,000. And then in year two, I'm going to make 2% again, 2% dividend, but this time it's not just going to be on $5,000. It's going to be the $5,000 plus 2% of the previous year. But can I ask what, like, what if I take that 2% as cash? That's a great point. When you get paid a dividend, if you don't reinvest that money, then that's income for you, but you're not getting the interest on interest. In order for it to occur, you have to have reinvested your dividend. Okay. Makes sense. So it's interest on interest on interest. And it's great because it accumulates. Exactly. <laughs> so if I gave my interest a rating, I guess you probably have to give your interest a rating as well. <laughs> well, I guess. So Albert Einstein once referred to compound interest as the eighth wonder of the world. So <laughs> I think with that in mind, we would have to say compound interest is a 10 out of 10. Do you actually know what the other wonders of the world are? Um. <laughs> So I actually have a question about compound interest that I really struggled with when I was kind of first grasping the topic. In the case of investing, like if you think about, you know, your bank account, you can clearly distinguish that the interest that you're being paid is that interest that the bank is paying you on your amounts, you know, that you put into your savings account. Yeah. So you see the deposits actually coming into your account. Exactly. In the case of investing, like what actually is the interest? Like what is that payment? Yeah. So if I guess if we think about how we make money through investing, it's either via an increase in value of our investments or from dividends when the company pays us dividends. So when you're paid dividends from shares, you can either, and this is touching on what we mentioned before, you can either withdraw them and withdraw that dividend as cash, Mm -hmm. or you can reinvest it back into that market. So when you reinvest it back in, that means that you're able to actually earn dividends essentially on your dividends, if that makes sense. So your dividends are money invested in the market. And then just like your principal initial amount that you put in, you can earn dividends on that too. And that is the compound interest. Understood. I think that's probably why people have recommended me to buy like high paying dividend stocks. (laughs) Have you ever had that recommendation? I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) Maybe that's why they call it the eighth wonder of the world. (laughs) And now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, but we'll be right back to give some examples about compound interest. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, Soph, I have got a bit of a story for you, and it might sound a little familiar. I think that we should compare the pair. Mm. Same age, same income. Oh, <laughs> but started investing at different times. So, so I'm going to set the scene and this story actually begins with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it a story like I've told you before? Or? Uh, it's a little bit of an imaginary story, but let's okay. run with it. Okay. Okay. I want you to imagine that you invest $5,000 per year and you've mm-hmm. invested every year from when you turned 18. Okay. So like. Just under about, quick math, $500 now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was the slowest maths for this. <laughs> that is so mean. $5,000 $5, divided by 18. Anyway. Oh, no, by 12. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so after 10 years, you have invested how much? <laughs> 50000 50000 Yep. <laughs> you invest $5,000 a year. After 10 years, you've invested fifty k. Mm-hmm. Let's say at that point, you stop investing your age 28. And you decide to never invest again. Okay. You fast forward a few years. You have had a highly successful career. All is good in the hood. And at age 58, (laughs) you decide to retire. Okay. I can already pitch myself on a certain beach with like pina coladas in my hand. Perfect. (laughs) Ready for it. So based on an average market return of 9.7% per year, Mm -hmm. you will be retiring with just under $1.5 million in your investing portfolio. Wow. So I've started investing at 18. My principal amount, which we defined before is 50K into the market. And because of what compounding effects and everything else, by the time I'm 58, I have 1.5 million. Exactly. Even though I stopped investing at at 20. I only invested for 10 years. That is what, based on historical returns, that is what 30 years of compounding can do for you. So pretty much you don't have to do it. Like you can just stop working and your money still works for you. It's amazing. Amazing. So Maddie, I've got a story about you. (laughs) Oh, do you now? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So so authentic. (laughs) So authentic. (laughs) So you invest the same $5,000 per year. But you begin at 28. So when I've stopped, you begin. The difference is, though, you continue to invest that 5K until we both retire at 58. So how many years are you investing for? 30 years. Okay. (laughs) So in that 30 years with 5K per year, your total principal amount is $150,000. Yes. So that's the amount you're putting into the market. So that's three times as much as you invested. Yes. Exactly. So based on the same average market returns of 9.7%, Maddie will have at the end of it, at the 58 years of age, $858,000, which is still great, but Mm. that's like 600K less than me that I'm ending up with. Huge difference. And all because I started 10 years later. Yeah. So this is the effect of compound interest. The investment return that I make is from that earlier 10 years that I had. Whereas, you know, the tw- even though Maddie put more principal amount in and was consistent with her investments, she ends up with less because of the timing of it. And that's even though I saved for an additional 20 years over you. Like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. 
So our third scenario, and hopefully she enjoys this edition when she's listening in and editing the episode, is producer Sash. Producer Sash. Hi, Sash. <laughs> so producer Sash invests 5K per year. She starts at age 18, but the difference is from you and from me is that she continues investing this amount, 5K each year, until her retirement at 58. So instead of finishing after 10 years, she continues all the way through. So that's 40 years of 5K every year. So that's 200K that she put in. So I put in 50, Maddie puts in 150, she puts in 200. And with that same 9.7% return, she retires with 2.24%. Million. I'm so jealous of Sasha. <laughs> She's going to like this story. I can tell. <laughs> so significantly larger, 2.24 million, significantly larger than my 858,000 and Soph's $1.5 million. So why are we telling this story? Like what's the magic behind starting so early with the compound interest? Yeah. So I guess the point of this story is just to really illustrate that, you know, the sooner you can build that foundation block in investing, the more time you have for it to grow. Yeah. And I think one of the things to think about is like a graph with simple versus compound interest. And we'll put something on the Instagram YGC podcast so you can really visualize it because it's quite difficult to do. (laughs) I was about to say, are you about to explain a graph over a podcast? (laughs) My hands are ready Uh, to. Yeah, I can see your hands moving. So I'm ready. I'm excited (laughs) to to hear this attempt. (laughs) These are the movements I'm going to do. Simple interest is a linear line that's in a diagonal direction. It's slowly going up on the same trajectory every single year. But the compound interest starts at, you know, the same point as the simple interest, but it will grow exponentially. Like if you did your 10 math, I think they use that word <laughs> exponentially. <laughs> so picture like a skateboard ramp, like it starts slow and then it gets really steep as you get up to the top. And that is because of the, the interest on interest on interest effect. That is why, because your, your bottom's grown a lot. So then it can curb up steeper. And if you want an example of this, jump on the Money Smart website. The compound interest calculator, it is such a great tool. I love playing around with it. (laughs) And you'll be able to see that compounding effect as well. So what I guess just to summarize, what we're saying is the earlier the start, the sooner you have your building block. And from that building block, the curve can steepen faster, faster, faster. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Faster. We got there. Well done, folks. (laughs) (laughs) So the purpose of this is not to get down if you haven't started already or feel like you haven't started early enough, but it's more just to motivate us and help us understand that starting investing as soon as we are comfortable and investing at really regular intervals can have massive impacts for setting yourself up over the long term for future financial success. Yeah. And I think one thing you say there, the two lessons out of this is start as soon as you feel comfortable and invest regularly. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we have a winner. <laughs> and it's Sasha. <laughs> okay. And it's our producer, Sasha. <laughs> and now it's time for our watch list. Ooh, that's going straight in my basket. <laughs> Each episode, we have been adding a stock, company, news, trend, industry to our watch list. The purpose of this is to get us thinking outside the box and broaden our horizons in the investing space. But we're not financial advisors and this is purely for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. So Mads, what are you bringing to the watch list this week? I'm pretty pumped up about my edition this week. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Toot your own horn. Fine. (laughs) Let me explain and then you'll understand. Okay. So I have been noticing for a little while that 
Crocs are coming back (laughs) in a big way. I've noticed the same. Some of my favorite accounts on Instagram have started wearing Crocs again. (laughs) And... Also, long-time listeners of the pod will know that I have developed a little bit of a Twitter obsession, and I have to tell you, yes. the Crocs Twitter account is out of this world. So, <laughs> tweets include, did it hurt when you said you'd never wear Crocs again, but now you own multiple pairs? There's self-care equals reorganizing the gibbets on my Crocs. Oh my <laughs> or, God, stop. fun fact, Crocs are easier to slide into than your crush's DMs. <laughs> like it's so relevant oh that's so funny sorry i've just got one more there's this like trend that they've got going of pets in crocs and they just put up photos of like little animals sitting inside crocs and it's so funny cute i really need to check that out (laughs) so crocs also have some really cool collaborations so they've got like cool gibbets collabs and really i'm really sorry i'm gonna have to interrupt you a cool gibbets collab. <laughs> like, is that- you got to see it to believe it. <laughs> they also recently collaborated with Balenciaga for their spring 2022 collection to produce the Croc stiletto and also the Croc boots. <laughs> I want to see someone like really cool, like rocking the Croc stiletto. Like, cause I can't really imagine someone looking amazing in it, but I feel like there'd be people out there that could pull it off like a hundred percent. I don't know if you've seen the image of the Croc stiletto, but it looks I quite have. challenging I to have. walk in. So I'm not sure like whether it's more a piece of art than an actual shoe i don't know because <laughs> crocs are like rubbery as well like is the heel the heel must be hard right they couldn't have it as like a rubber like heel. they're slippery like your toes would crush at the front <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and even invest in some balenciaga like four thousand dollar crocs <laughs> so anyway i was thinking about how i was seeing them all around me their advertising on Twitter and stuff was really on point. And I started thinking, you know, maybe this is an indication that sales could be increasing. So here I was thinking that I was like super ahead of the trend and really onto something. (laughs) Mm. I was a little disappointed to find that if you had put a thousand dollars into Crocs one year ago at $41 today, it would be worth $3,720 because the share price is up 278%. (laughs) And is that all because of sales? Like, is that because sales are skyrocketing? Yeah. So sales are up over 93% in the second quarter of this year. And I think like, I guess if I take it back a step and I'm trying to figure out what is going on here, I think maybe it's like part of this broader trend in the fashion industry of like shifting consumer mindset over COVID to really like function over form. It's like all about comfort. It's all about the active wear, you know, who wants to wear high heels when you can wear Crocs? That was We're also working from home. Like (laughs) no one's wearing my whole house actually have Crocs. Like all my housemates have Crocs. Yeah. Do you have some? No, I really need to buy some. I actually do. They, They literally wear them everywhere. Why didn't you get us onto this trend? I know. And it's so funny because like, you know, every night we're running down to Little End <laughs> to get the wine and or beers. And what, what happens is, you know, when you're in the house in comfort mode, you have the little strap forward. Oh, and yeah. when you go outside, it's action mode activated. 
because they put it back so you can run in your Crocs, you know, a bit more stability, a bit more comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. And but the gibbets, there's so many. You can find anything to suit your style. Love it. One thing I would say is I guess maybe right now, given the share price is up so much, it's definitely like more on my watch list than me buying this one because I'm not sure. (laughs) I need to do a bit more research. I think there potentially is still upside as Crocs become more and more mainstream and into fashion. I do think sales are going to probably keep going up. But Mm. I mean, when the share price is up 278% on the last year, how much more is there to run? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you bringing to our watch list today? I feel like mine is so boring after following that. I'm I'm sorry, but it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So today I am bringing to the watch list a blockchain ETF. Yeah. For people that aren't across blockchain, blockchain in you know its simplest form is this technology that it allows for decentralized systems. So if you think about it, I guess like one of the best examples to give is in cryptocurrency because it's used with crypto. Instead of using a bank where it's like I'm transferring Maddie money and I'm um, you know relying on the bank to do that for me, this is it. Blockchain allows for transparency and transactions that doesn't need that centralized. So in this case, the bank system to run it. So it's around the world, you know, you can see crypto transactions. Anyone can see them. Anyone can access them. And it just shows like every transaction one after the other without a middleman having to create it for you. This is really interesting because I didn't know that there actually were ETFs in this space yet. Yes. So obviously whenever there's a big trend happening and blockchain is one of them at the moment, I believe there's obviously companies that are working on number one, the technology to make it better, the blockchain technology. And then there's also going to be a bunch of companies who are starting to utilize the blockchain technology to better their companies in whichever way. And I use crypto as one example, but there's many of examples that you can use blockchain. So I haven't decided on the ETF that I'm bringing. There's a couple of them. There's one called Block, B-L-O-K, and another one called, I don't know what how you pronounce this, but <laughs> B-L-C-N. And what are some of the like major holdings in these ETFs? What actual what are companies you're actually investing in? Yeah. So as I said, there's some companies that are starting to really use this technology. You look at um, the consulting company like Accenture, um, companies like Square, because they have a lot of payments, um, payment systems. But then you've also got companies like Coinbase, who are a crypto brokerage platform or a crypto platform. And then there's other companies as well who are actually building up these types of technology. So it kind of gives you a broad range across people who are using it and people who who are developing it. And I'm really interested in looking to, into some of them at the moment. Um, I've got to do a little bit more comparison myself, but I just think this is one of the technologies that companies are really going to start utilizing in the future as consumers want a lot more transparency in every aspect of our life, pretty much. I quite like this as well, because it sort of gives you some exposure to that whole like crypto blockchain theme without having Mm. to pick like one random coin (laughs) and also it kind of gives like in my mind like I'm starting to learn more about cryptocurrencies at the moment but it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to be buy into cryptocurrency to get the exposure to the really cool technology that's behind it like I'm very tech orientated and yeah I just think this is a really cool one to watch even if you don't buy into it just to see you know where we're heading in the future with the internet I mean Mark what's his name Mark Zuckerberg came out the other day with the metaverse like the internet being all around us like I just think these things are going to be such transformative parts of society nice well that brings us to the end of today's episode 
As always, if you have any questions about today's episode, if you want to give us your thoughts on Crocs and whether there's much upside, <laughs> please jump into our DMs on Instagram, YIGC podcast, or post in our Facebook group, YIGC investing podcast discussion group. Yes, and you know what, well Maddie, done. I've been, I have been studying that name because disclaimer <laughs> to everyone, we did like a live panel event last week now. Yeah. Last week. And Maddie fully put herself on mute when they were like, where can we find you guys? And I just saw Maddie's thing go mute. And I'm like, now I'm going to have to say the Facebook name. And I always screw it up. That was the ultimate test on a live event. I was like, this is over to you. I also saw you smirk. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) This is not a trusting relationship. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok or leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. We love reading them. And we will speak to you, hear from you, Talk to you next week. See you then. (laughs) Bye. You're in good company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of You're in Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In a spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people together. 